A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, 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 cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I can't believe I'm saying this. We have nearly sold out. All five of the Behind the Glass live events we announced last week. I know. I mean, you people are amazing. I I mean, you're sort of crazy. I don't know what you're doing, but we're very grateful for the support, for the excitement, for the fact that you're buying tickets to come and see us. If you missed the big announcement last week, uh, we have revealed the initial dates for this year's live podcast events. Yes, we are hoping or planning to do one or two, maybe even three more events this year. Who knows? But for now, we've announced five, one in June, one in July, one in August, one in September, one in October. All the information can be found on seenthroughglass.online. Go to the event section. There's a couple of events happening here at STGHQ, Duke of London. Tony is going to be hosting us at Gravelwood Car Sales in yep. July. Look at that. Uh, we are going up to Alexander's Prestige in Yorkshire, but that event is sold out completely. Yeah. We're going to Podium Place in Newbury. Um, it's going to be amazing. There are literally, I mean, like handfuls of tickets left for basically most events except October. October's like looking pretty healthy. I mean, we've sold over half. So there's not loads of tickets left. Um, October's here. October's back here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a wire way, mate. And, and because of the demand as well, I think we probably got to go back up north because. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, we've got a lot of you who are up north who want yeah. to attend events here in the UK. And that we've, we've seen that. So yeah. we'll work hard to try and add a date or two that's, yeah, up north. Yeah. Maybe even as far as Scotland. Who knows? Yeah. <gasps> Could we do one in Ireland? Well, mate, do you remember when we done that trip? That was in amazing, Ireland. wasn't it? Yeah. Let us know the demand. Comment below if you Ireland want. Ireland would be a bad Or send us a DM. That could be fun, couldn't it? Uh, but yeah, we can't wait. We're, we're foaming at the bit uh, to get these live events up and running. We've got some cool, fun surprises planned. Uh, let us know, by the way, if there are specific topics you think would be fun to do in a live environment that you can all get involved in. We've had such uh, glorious moments as Tony slagging off the McLaren F1 in front of 150 people and <laughs> us having arguments about God knows what in front yeah. of yeah, rooms of people. Me going so, in on all your cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which of course, we do the Rate My Ride section, of yeah. course, uh, seeing what everyone turns up in. I already know a couple of things coming that you are going to uh, have fun with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one more shout out. We've got to do that shout out. Seenthroughglass.online. Go to the events section. A few tickets remaining for those initial events. Well, four out of the five events that we uh, we did announce. 
Anyway, you know what? Today's going to be a very laid back episode, mate. We Good. got our, we got our coffees. It's yeah. a relatively early start because I'm headed to the airport in a second. We'll touch on that again in a moment. Uh-huh. But you know, I just, want, I just want to catch up. I want to see what's going on with you. I know we've both had nice car related weekends. We've, we've both been out and about. Yeah. I feel like, I feel quite happy about life today, you know. Lovely day. Sun is shining. There seems to be some cool car stuff happening. I feel sort of positive about automotive life. And yeah, yeah so I'm going to sip here, sit, sit here. Sit here and sip on my coffee. That's a tongue twister. Sit and sip. It's not really sip. that difficult, mate. Go on, you sit. Sit and sip. All right. Show off. I mean, I'm um, not even privately educated. <laughs> I mean, I'm not educated at all. <laughs> no, full stop. <laughs> and I want to hear, how was your weekend? Because I know on Sunday, you went up to Caffeine and Machine? On Sunday, I went up to Caffeine and Machine. Yeah, I went up with uh, Supercar Driver. I thought I'd have a run out in me car. So I had a run out in me car. It was a nice day yesterday, especially... Lunchtime when the when the um, when the weather broke, mm-hmm. so um, sun came out. Sun came out. Yeah, it was it come out quicker in London, um, and then uh, as you head a bit further, it was a bit cloudy, but it was still warm and um, yeah, it was lovely on the way back. And um, goes to Caffeine Machine. I like that place. Have you been before? You I've must been have been before a couple of times before. But I like the um, I like the concept of it. I, like, I love the concept of yeah. it. Yeah. And I like it. I think it's become better through COVID, weirdly. They've implemented a few things. You order the food with the app and stuff like that. and You can stay there as well as a hotel. I know. I remember there. when Phil was building the rooms and he took me on a tour before he'd opened them all up. They're also slightly subtly themed around car yeah. brands. Oh, do you, like know, do you know the guy? Yeah, yeah, Phil. Oh. You know, I mean, what a hero to build what he has built. He's just got um, another one. Yeah. he's. I don't know if we're supposed to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So Phil. Uh, so Phil. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on quickly. We okay. haven't signed any embargo, so I'll leave that in for yeah, now. Yeah. But let's not say anything else. But I yeah, it's, it's quite just, common knowledge, though, mate. Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't yeah, want to yeah, land yeah, a minute. Okay. Um, it's got that. It's got a bit of a vibe about it. It's got it? a theme. It's like you know what it is. Although it doesn't smell of petrol, it's, it's like walking into garage and you smell petrol. Mm. It doesn't smell of petrol in there, but it's just got that nice car aura about it everywhere and you have a nice coffee and I had a bacon and egg roll yesterday which was lovely by the way it honestly mate the roll was really like it was just a nice bacon and egg roll so he's smashing it to be fair so you feel like you're sort of amongst friends don't you when you turn up there you're just like yes I feel like I feel like we're going to appreciate each other which is rare for me because (laughs) you don't don't like anyone you don't like like anyone either no and you don't have any friends and Shmee was there was he he turned up yeah what was he doing well there was a bit of a full GT theme Uh, there and um, owners club yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean there was a I mean I've never seen so many uh the new one or, or just both. any 4GT? There was both there. Okay, so the 2006 car, was it? Yeah, was it 4 to 6 or something? Something like 2004 that. 2004 yeah, to 6, yeah. anyway, it's the old one. Um, and then the newer one. And and I passed, I knew that there must have been some sort of event going on. I didn't actually know it was at Caffeine Machine. But but on the way up, I saw two. Oh, wow. And I mean, you don't see them. No. So I knew that there was some sort of event going on. Mm. And as I'm driving up the M40 coming from London on the way up, in the distance was this sort of black car. And I thought, what is that? Like from a distance, it was about a mile away. And I could just see this big wing. And originally, like from real far back, I thought... Oh, is that a P1 or something? Mm. And then as I got closer, 
because you don't see many, you really don't see many on the road. Obviously, I've seen Tim's car in the flesh before, but in general, I've not seen many of them at all. I thought, oh, flipping out a full GT, and the wing was up, and it was low down, and um, he was just cruising up the motorway. And I thought, flipping out, no, it's got some road presence, that car. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And when was that launch? Tw- was it 2016? Yeah, I mean, it still looks like a spaceship. Mate, mate. it looks bra- It looks more modern than most other supercars. Yeah. 2017 it was launched. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's unbelievable. The road presence. Sorry, go on. You yeah. It, but then when I got there and I started to see a few of them, there was probably, well, there was definitely 10. I didn't count. And that must be the UK allocation, isn't it? Well, they reckon <laughs> there's 16 wow. in the UK. Wow. Um, Awkward for the six people who didn't turn up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know exactly who they are? But it yeah. must have, yeah, it must have been some sort of own. Tim obviously knew everyone. He, sure. He, or they knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets out and he's mobbed straight away by all of them. But, um, and the, the older shape ones are cool as well. And I actually prefer them. Um, yeah, I mean they're not as modern, and um, but yeah, uh, uh, it's not your kind of thing. But no, but I like them, mate. The, yeah, the old one. Yeah, I like the old, the old full GT. I like what? the way it looks. So apart from the way the new one looks, because I actually think if you didn't before you'd kind of figured out what it is, I think you could mistake the new full GT for a Valkyrie if you're coming up miles away. Possibly, I think the Valkyrie will be smaller. But yeah, it does look mad on the road. But apart from that kind of initial, like wow, that thing looks like a spaceship. What? How do you feel about Ford GT? No, oh, just whatever. Whatever? Just a fold. Like, I might be being derogatory, but I, st- I can't get my head around the values of them. No, for a start. Mm. And and as a used car, you know, they're like, what are they? They're still trading at... 650. Yeah, at least a third over. Mm. You know, I think 30, 30 40% over their list. Yeah, so, um, I mean, fair. If they, that, that's what they are, that's what they're trading for, that's what they're worth, but I wouldn't. I was 16 in the UK. I mean, it's a rare it's thing. It's a very rare car, yeah. And you know what? There's there's a definite excitement about that. Like, I I, I would be excited if I saw one. If a friend said, I'm bringing a Ford GT along, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. But I drove, I did drive one. I drive one. I drive one. I drove one. Wow, my words today. What's happened to you? I don't know. Am I having a stroke? Can you keep an army? Do you remember that advert? Act fast. (laughs) Has their face fallen to one side? Arms slumped by their side. So yeah, can you just keep an army? Yeah, yeah, I drove one and I was inherently a little disappointed, maybe because I just jumped out of a super performance replica of a 60s Ford GT, which is right up my street. Yeah, yeah. GT40, I should say. Um, It really reminded me of a McLaren 675LT. Did it? It had a very similar dynamic feel in terms of the sort of acceleration performance, the braking, the sound, and that kind of weird, you know, that sort of super, you know, LTs and McLarens in general, really flat, yeah, almost really flat. too flat. Yeah, they are, yeah. And 4GT felt the same way. Right. You know, it's just uber, uber flat. Did it feel special to drive? Or No, that was the disappointment. Right, okay, it's a shame. Like a really cool thing in driving driving it actually that's the lie did it feel special to drive in yes did it feel special to drive hard no do you know what i mean it didn't feel different to anything else it didn't blow my soul i was just like okay this is a familiar kind of speed not like a ferrari not like a ferrari Uh, okay um there's nothing like ferrari anyway but the cabin is tiny hashtag because race car when you're sitting on top of the passenger seat um there's not a race car it's a full on on race car car, basically yeah and that's 
cool in its yeah. own right. But yeah, to drive dynamically, I was like, mm, you know, sure. But the... Would I like it to drive? You know what? I don't know. Right. And I know you well, and I know what you like to drive. I think you probably would, to be fair. Mm. Would you want one? I don't think you would. Right. But I think you would like to drive one hard. Would I prefer it over a GT2 or a Pista or something like that? I doubt it. Right. Because you do like... You do like either a car to be perfect or to have a little bit of a a feeling of, uh, you know. No, they've all got to have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've I all just, got to have a feeling, yeah. I don't know, actually, you know what? I really don't know. It's not a car that I often think back, oh, I'd love to have another go in one of those. Okay, fair. And I don't rate it like on one of my top driving experience. But it is a cool thing. But yeah, I mean, like how Shmi did that trip in his across, I know he's trucked his car a lot. He's sort of transported it a lot across yeah. the US, but he did do a lot of miles in it. It's not a car I'd want to spend a lot of time in. It's, you, it's, you, you can't get comfortable in it, you know. The seats aren't comfortable. You're a lot it's taller than Tim though. Fair, fair. But it's, yeah, it's tight, it's narrow, it's bumpy and I don't know. It's, it is, oh, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sorry. So you, there are about 10 of them there. Old ones too, which I'd say I think are just inherently cooler. Yeah. What else was going on? It was just a four GT me. What was the supercar the, driver bit? Yeah, there was some, there was some Porsches there, and and I had uh, at twelve o'clock a load of GT cars was supposed to be turning up. Similar Ooh. theme. I, I'd left by then. Because, oh, okay. I mean, I've still want to spend any money. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I've seen all the GT cars I want to see. You know, so um, there was there was some other cool cars there as well. There was an old, um, an old. I don't even know what it was. I think it was an old... It looked like one of them XJ220s. Okay. But like a race car spec thing. Not green with silver wheels? No, it was blue. Mm. But, it, I mean, it could have been an old Aston as well. But, I mean, I don't really know, Max. I don't really pay much no. attention to him, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a quick look on Freddie's page, TFJJ, because he was there well, over well, the he, weekend. And he may have taken a photo of it. He might have taken a photo of it, yeah. <laughs> but there was, there was, there was some some cool stuff but I don't really go to many meets anymore because it's always the same cars in general the reason why I went yesterday is because Caffeine and Machine is quite a cool place to go to in general and uh, I had nothing to do in the morning yesterday morning and I fancied a run out in my car so uh, it was uh, nice weather it was nice weather and yeah I, ju I just fancied having a drive but um, yeah in general I don't really do car meets anymore can you see that? Was it that car? Yeah, yeah it's an XJ XJR15, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was there, yeah. Uh, I parked next to it. I'm pretty sure it's an XJR15. Nice car. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, very cool car. Sounds the bomb. Yeah, I didn't know. It was static. I didn't. I knew Freddie would have got a picture. What a legend. Um, well done, boy. I'm the same as you, though. So I went to my first, like, just casual car meet for a long time on Saturday. Mm. I went to the Tiger Club, uh, which has run... I think wholly, I'm going to say in is part, that good? I think that's wrong. Yeah, so it's run by George Bamford from Bamford Watch Department and Bamford Automotive Where Department. is it? Uh, usually starts at Dalesford in the Cotswolds. Nice. Um, and then they usually go and do drive outs from there. Um, it's always an unbelievably eclectic mix of cars mm -hmm. because it's kind of, I think it started just with a sort of his friends. I think it's, and it's sort of grown from there, yeah, friends yeah, of friends yeah, of friends. Yeah. So everyone kind of knows each other. I guess the potential criticism you could say is that it would become clicky, but I actually don't think it is because every time I go, there's different people. I meet new people. And fair enough. Very nice. But yeah, this Saturday we had 250 California Spider Ferrari, which I, th now it could be real given that group, 
but it might have been a rebody. I think it was a 250 something rebodied, I think. I mean, you are full on talking to the wrong person. Okay, well, anyway. I don't know it, what a rebody oh, I mean. Let me just have a quick well, I, know what, I know what a 250 GTO is, but. It could have been the Chris Evans car, actually, because it was white. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think it was probably the real deal. <laughs> I'm just looking here now. Mm, sounds like it'd probably be the real deal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, is that a proper bit of kit? I mean, mate, that's all the, that's all the money. What is it, 30 million, that car? Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's a price on here. Something of that yeah, ilk. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, they're, they're one of the most desirable ones. Yeah. Every now and again, Joe Macari's has them. Does he? Yeah. Um, the, here's a, so only 36 250 GTOs, but how many Cali Spiders? Still known 60 per, in that time frame, 54 Spiders were built in total. How many written off? Oh God, all of them, I'm sure. Now, yeah, how many left now? Let's see here, uh, 305 and it was hand, uh, there was something. Okay, well, anyway, it was there. But there's I, not many of them. There's not many of them. That's that. Unbelievable to see. Uh, plenty of other cool stuff though. Someone turned up in a DBX 707, which after said didn't realise it was a 707 until they pointed it out. Did you really? Yeah, I mean. Looks the same as the other I one. know Paul was like, oh, it's got so much stars. It looks yeah, amazing. Yeah. I genuinely didn't notice that yeah, it was a 707. Okay. Um, but the guy who drove it, Admittedly, an Aston employee. An Aston employee. So, it weren't a customer car. weren't a customer car, factory car. But yeah. but this guy's a super nice, proper guy. Handles all the VIP sales for Aston. Proper legend, top hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a lot of history with the brand. He adored it for its dynamics, which again is what Paul said after his drive that dynamically it's. But the regular ones dynamically good, mate. Yeah. So I'm well. I'm sure that yeah. 707 thing is is cool. Uh, what else turned up? A Daytona Competizione was very very cool. So a lot lot of good old Ferraris. Trying to think what was up your street. I like street. the Daytona. Oh, mate, I love the Daytona. Yeah. Apparently not great to drive, though. Who cares? Mm. Who cares, mate? I think you would. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I mean, given your experience in the 964 RS. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you would. Yeah, but 964 RS isn't a Daytona. No. I mean... In a good way or a bad way? No, or no. Daytona's not a 964 RS? No, in a, in, a, in, a, in a bad way, the 964 is not a... Would you have a Daytona or a 275? Two seven five because yeah. of value. <laughs> okay, would you have a Daytona or what else? Of that <laughs> How much is a Daytona? Three million quid? Two million quid? No, Daytonas are like hundreds of grand. No, they're yeah, not, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I think I think Daytona's like seven hundred grand, something like that. Well, it's nearly a million. For the cheapest one on the market, it's five hundred grand. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there'd be more than that. You can get like super rare plexiglass, whatever, whatever. But yeah, there you go. There's a 60,000 mile one at Bell Sport and Classic, I think. Well, that's um, a lot of miles. So yeah, but it's made an old car. It's from 1971. Yeah, but flipping all 60,000 miles. Mate, do not start on this. Okay, so if a 250 GTO came up for auction and you were interested because of value, but it had 80,000 miles, you're going to go, oh no, a bit leggy for me. I'll wait for the delivery mileage one. Yeah. You were prick. Pay the money. You were a prick. Because you'd you have a delivery mileage 250 GTO. What, if I can afford it, yeah. And oh, sit and yeah. look at it like yeah. the rest of people do. No, people take it We've to, had this conversation before. You've people got to have the take best it to example. Goodwood. People take it to Goodwood. and They don't drive it there, though. Yeah, they it goes do. goes on a trailer. No, no, if it's delivery miles, they can't drive it there. No, but who wants a delivery miles? Mate, you, when you get into classics, like like 60s and 70s cars, yeah. you cannot look at mileage. Here's yeah, another yeah, one. 529,000 at the Legends that is Furlonger. 53,000 miles. Mate, it's too many miles, mate. Dude, How much is that car? Hold on. You're an absolute... Plonker. What year is it? How much is that car, mate? 530,000. Too much money, mate. No, it's not. 
60,000 miles. That's done, done more it. miles than me. It's 53,000 miles. It's done 1,000 miles a year. 1,000 miles a year. Yeah, but... No, come on. No. You're being stupid. No. Mate, I'm when you get into this really old stuff, you well, cannot... Well, that's Because also they go through endless engine rebuilds and all these different things. Like, mileage does not matter. You're only saying that because you're trying to put 50,000 miles on your car this year. Yeah, but I'm not trying to sell it, so I don't care. <laughs> well, that's it's also not worth 500,000 pounds. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was very cool. But let's think of things that were kind of a bit more up your street. There was a very nice uh, GT Silver 911 uh, GT3 Touring, the last shape. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, a very cool couple that appeared in a classic black 911 Targo and a brand new, oh no, no, a 991.2 all black Targa, which was nice. Actually, not much modern stuff. I'm trying to think what else was there that was modern. It was a lot of old stuff. You wouldn't have been that happy. No. There no, was the old shape 4GT, but anyway. Yeah, I would, I would have been. Listen, I like to look at them. Yeah. I just wouldn't like to live and drive one. No, fair enough. But you no, know, but I do like like having a look around them. And, and as a car meet, that's the kind of best part about it, right? Yeah. Is when, you, when there's an eclectic mix and things that you don't often see and things that you wouldn't necessarily think about owning or living or, or wanting to drive to the meet in, but then you're there, you're like, oh yeah, cool. Mm. And- that was so nice because it's it's been ages because of COVID, because of Drive the World, because a lot of reasons. I've just been to a car meet, like to, to go for a nice drive, yeah, hang out with some people, chat some cars, and it's not something that I think actually happens in the UK all that often oh, in a I, casual sense. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think if you wanted to, especially this time of year, you could go to a car meet every weekend. I agree. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanted to. I, okay, I, I change my statement and I make it a little bit more niche and a little bit more, um, uh, uh, basically, uh, nice, uh, nice, eclectic, expensive car meets. That's such a dickhead thing to say. Yeah. What? So in West Cotswolds, in, yeah, literally in really yeah, nice locations right, right, right. where coffees cost £8.50. <laughs> yeah. uh, in West Coast America, mainly California, yeah. the car culture I think is the best in the world. Okay, fair. Because every single Sunday, and sometimes every single Saturday, every single weekend, there are car meets that happen in the same place and the same timings. And 500 cars turn up and it ranges from road legal P1 GTR to Laffaperta to modified Beetle to Hot Rod, whatever. It, yeah, everyone, yeah, and they yeah, all park yeah. next to each other and everyone hangs out and everyone chats. Yeah. And it's fully eclectic. Yeah. My issue with the UK tends to often be that there are, there are groups, there are cliques. You've got mm. the 4GT Owners Club. Mm. Then you've got the JDM meet. Then you've got, oh, we're doing bagged car meet. Then yeah. we're doing the drifter meet. Then we're doing the supercar meet. And it's very rare that it feels like a lots of different groups or cars come together. Yeah. And, and what, what I, go on. Yeah, and what I find with car meets as well, which is why I don't go to many anymore, is that, like, it's the same cars all the time. You know, you see the same cars um, because of that. Because mm. it's like supercar meet or JDM. I mean, I wouldn't go to Porsche a Porsche GT meet. Yeah, I wouldn't go to a JDM mix. It doesn't interest me at all, you know? So, um, well, you wouldn't know what you're looking at. No, I know exactly what I'm looking at. But, but I mean, it's my era, mate. No, no, I don't. I'm you up. Evos and old Skylines and Nissan Pulsers and Probably stuff. Probably worth more than most of the supercar meets these <laughs> days. Some of them are worth a fortune, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it wouldn't really interest me. Like yeah. it's like like the Ford meets. You know, people go mad for these Ford meets. So there's a there's an annual one at Silverstone all the time, and um, endless clubs. You're right, clubs as well. But yeah. If you've been to one in the UK, 
chances are the second and third you go are going to be the exact same car. For sure. So yeah. it can become quite repetitive. And as I say, because it's these, these clusters, these groups, rather than these kind of generic... This is a cars and coffee and anyone is welcome yeah. as a petrol head. Come hang out. We're all interested in each other's cars. Because to be fair, if on Saturday I had arrived and someone was there in an original Skyline or even in a highly modified Focus RS, I probably would have gone over and be like, oh, t- what's going on here? Tell me about it. Like yeah, I'd yeah. been super interested, but instead I have to go over to that specific meet where I'm going to be slightly unwelcome because I'm going to stand out in my F-type. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Clean and tan. Do you do oat milk flat whites? Um, <laughs> and so that's, you know, that banana is, bread. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, that was so good this morning. Well, I think I got some banana bread left over oh, there. Good. Got distracted. Um, but yeah, so that's why I enjoyed Tiger Club because it was just that it felt relaxed. I turned up not knowing what I would see. I was surprised by a lot of the stuff. It was eclectic. There was a guy parked next to me with a beautiful 996 Carrera 4 silver with a red interior, like a burgundy interior. Mm. So everything, anyone was kind of welcome, people in old Land Rovers or whatever. And I got the sense that maybe that's kind of the caffeine and machine. I think that's what caffeine and machine do well. Correct. Is you never really know what you're going to see there. Oh, there's a group of Volkswagens there. There's a group of old Volkswagens in a line as well. So like some old Mark mm. 1 GTIs and Mark 2 GTIs and stuff. And even going back to our live events, mate, we have a mixture of stuff come at our live events. I didn't want to blow smoke up our own eyes. No, but we do, mate. But th- genuinely, yeah. if maybe we can make something out of this, maybe we're just revealing all of our incredible business ideas uh, to the public <laughs> without, maybe we should have had this discussion off air. But that is what I think we capture so well or always captured so well at our yeah. events is that, you know, you as our amazing audience have an eclectic range of cars as we see in the Rate My Rides episode, which by the way... We've got coming up more details on how to submit your And they're all you're all soon. welcome as well. Like yeah. anyone's welcome. But we have everything from from you know real beaten up old pieces of crap that Tony loves to repart, right through to people with wires and P like yeah. and, and and when we do these meets, it's brilliant. See, and actually to be fair, Duke of London with their classics and cake, it's the same thing. And I think actually what I'm saying is as a British or a UK car scene, let's try and be more inclusive and also meet each other more. Because even at Cafe and Machine, which is brilliant. Still, the Volkswagen guys sit with the Volkswagen they guys, do. and the supercar guys sit with the supercar guys. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just want to encourage more of that that West Coast mentality because yeah. if you've never been to the LA car scene and been to one of those, it's so invigorating and exciting and and brilliant and fun, and everyone just is just there because they love cars and you mm. learn something. And that's why I love listening to some of the US auto podcast. Yeah, it's just a genuine passion for cars. And sometimes they're like, I don't know what that is. It was like mad. It was insane. But they're kind of just cool and intrigued. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So yeah, look, if you're coming to one of our events, we're excited to have you. We're intrigued to see what cars you've got. We'll try and showcase that kind of situation for you that won't be able to make the live events. Ben is going to come down and help film Good. the live event. So he's going to be here capturing the cars in the car park. Mm-hmm. Those that don't make it into the Rip My Ride sections. But yeah, I just, anyway, that's why I'm saying I'm feeling buoyed this morning because I've had a great weekend. There seems to be lots of car meets that happened. I saw photos everywhere. You went to a car meet. I you went to a, a car coffee. meet. I've had a coffee. I've had a banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I teased it just then. Uh, Rate My Ride. Next week, we're doing a double episode because I'm then off to Tenerife in the 360. Oi, oi, cheeky. Oh. And then I'm actually headed to Canada, a trip I teased a while ago. Oh, wow. But I'm headed to Canada. So I'm away for a few weeks. Mm. So we're having to do a double recording. Double whammy. Double whammy. So we'll do one sort of car new style, I guess, or just talking about whatever's on our mind. But we also want to do a Rate My Rides. So if you want to submit your car for a Rate My Rides episode, you need to email btg at seenthroughglass.com. 
btg at seenthroughglass.com. This is the most important part. In the subject line, you put rate my run. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ride, and then the name and the make and the model of the car. So for me, it'd be rate my ride Jaguar F Type R. And then literally all you have to do is put in a photo. If you want to add some text, fine. But often we get like four paragraphs, hundreds of, and hundreds uh, of uh, entries as well. Well, we way. get we get the entries yeah, yeah, is insane. Yeah. Um, but we also can't go into the in depth history of each. No, car, you know. No, so no, no, no. so really, all we need is the email, the subject line, rate my ride, the make and model of the car, and a photo. Yeah. If you feel like you have to explain something, let's say your car looks stock, but it's actually got 4,000 horsepower, you can put bracket has 4,000 horsepower. Yeah. But yeah, that's all we need. BTG at seenthroughglass.com. Subject line, rate my ride, make and model. And we and should what, be recording that next and week. And what that does is when you put that, that just gives me a bit more ammunition for me to full on get you. Yeah, yeah. If, if you put <laughs> added lines in yeah. the email, it's yeah. encouraging Tony to rip those <laughs> lines apart. You're asking for, you're trouble. Asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. absolute disaster. Um, Super annoyingly, oh. I literally was about to move on to my next topic and it's evaded my... I'm having a stroke again. Am I okay? Can, am I, well, I mean, I mean, I you look know. the same, but, but but you never look okay. No, really. I never look okay. <laughs> Should we talk about where I'm flying this afternoon? Yeah, go on. Quite where are you going? Isn't it? Well, I know where you're going, but I've got to ask for yeah. you. <laughs> well done. I've trained you well. So I'm getting on a flight to Germany to then drive into France because Bugatti... Actual real Bugatti have said, hey, Sam, love to invite you to the factory, have a little tour, have a bit of a customer experience, and then drive a Chiron Supersport. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, 
I replied to the email in about 30 seconds. Usually I like to play hard to get when these manufacturers email, hi oh, Sam, we've got a new, I don't know what. And I'm like, would you leave it 10 minutes? Yeah, half a day. <laughs> I'll check my diary. Really like, Who else is going? Is there an embargo? This was like, yep. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm literally, I don't care who else is going. I don't care if there's an embargo. I will be there because I've actually never formally worked with Bugatti. All right. Uh, I did do a very good video with them Florida dealership during Drive the World. And I think they were aware of it but I've never had a direct uh, correspondence with them. So I'm flattered that they've got in touch. One of those brands, I mean, they're pinnacle of um, hypercar brands, I think. Like that's one of them. Surely Bugatti is one of the biggest brand names for petrol heads. Not Ferrari. For petrol heads, I think one of the biggest is what I said. Because I think if you're not a car person, you know Ferrari. I don't like... Would my dad, my dad would know Bugatti. Of course he would. Do you know what I mean? I think it's one of, I mean, it's one of the most iconic names in cars, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I don't think it's as iconic as Ferrari. But no, no, but that's why I said one of you. Don't try and start a fight with me. I'm would you, would you rather mm. a special hypercar Ferrari or a Bugatti? That's a question. See, what if I- you was offered either the two and you had the money. What is the super hypercar from Ferrari? Because what I love about what, the, was the Chiron- laugh? Yes, but okay, so would I have a Chiron or a laugh? You dare, don't you dare. <laughs> are you joking? Uh, and I, I think I'm, I'd have the Chiron. You, are you well? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, the, the, the Chiron is a masterpiece and I'd love to drive one and I bet it's like, like you, something you've never driven and I can't wait for to hear what you think on the when you come back. But the laugh, mate, flipping hell. I mean, but do so you, you drove a laugh, didn't you? Did you drive a coupe? No, no, uh, no it's Enzo. Oh, you drove the Enzo. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So here's my one thing about laugh. Now, don't don't get me wrong. There's very few scenarios where if I mean, if I was in this situation, I would, I would struggle. <laughs> I would bore you for about six months. Because they're probably similar money, no. Oh, no. No, I think it's more. Bugatti's yeah, more. Yeah, it's more money. Because yeah. laughs now are what, two, two and a half for the coupes? Or oh, two, I'd say, for a laugh. Yeah, coupe. but new, they're a million quid if you go Yeah, Chiron's a 2.3, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Spectre. Oh, but no, what no. I'm saying is, uh, I mean, I'd be interested to know your thoughts, but like, is is a Chiron not just a big Bentley? Okay. Do you know but what But this mean? is the biggest problem with the laugh. It's a big 458. This is the bit. So. Don't get me wrong. But a 458 is more interesting than a Bentley, mate. Okay, so... Uh, we've got so much to talk about. <laughs> so, my... I mean, this could go on. This really well. <laughs> my biggest thing with the laugh is it's a laugh Ferrari. I'd have one in a heartbeat. I'd probably have an Aperta. Um, but when I drove it, I was, I was really surprised at how familiar, not necessarily in a good way, it all felt. It really felt like a 458. But that's the DNA for our Ferrari, mate. I go, mean, go with me here. Go no, with no, no, no. I'm not going with you. That's the DNA of Ferrari. They're supposed to be familiar. Sure. Right. But this was, this was too familiar. This was, <laughs> this was a 458. Not special enough, you're saying. Yet, when you step on it, and when you really open it up, you then go, oh wait, V12, lots of power. Oh, hold on a second, I'm going sideways at 40 miles. Now, like, it can remind you, but, but fundamentally, it's just got something a bit 458 about it, which is where Speciality. Enzo... Enzo huh? doesn't feel anything like a 430 or a 599. No. So th that's what I'm trying to say. I, I think laugh, as I say, I would love a laugh. It's going in the collection if I win the Euro Millions, et cetera, et cetera. But 
Chiron, yes, it's got elements of Bentley. I like that because you know me. It's yeah. a grand tourer. It's comfortable at most of the times. It's elegant. It's stylish. It, but it feels like you want a Bugatti to feel. You step inside and it feels completely different. Okay, fine. Maybe you could say that stalk is similar to the Bentley one, but very minimalistic in interior. All these sort of weird futuristic dials and things like that. And because of what Veyron represented and now what Chiron Supersport 300, et cetera, whatever has done, you just, it's, it's got a real like, oh my God, I'm in a Bugatti. I mean, everything feels money as it should. Mm. The reception you get, the badges, like it's completely like, it's an achievement. You've unlocked a, a, a level in life, which very few people get to access, like, or access, sorry. Rolls-Royce, Diamond Dozen. You can go and rent one in every city around the world these days yeah, for yeah, not a huge yeah, amount of money. Yeah, They're in yeah, every yeah, single music video yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Laugh is yes, okay, fine. But I reckon I've seen more laughs on the road than I've seen Chiron's. There's just something about Bugatti, which, as I say, is such a... The money, the wealth, the decision to buy that car over four different or... Sorry, four different ones, or yes, a Laugh or P1 or a 918, whatever... You're really saying, I want, I want the phantom long wheelbase in an exclusive paint. You know what I mean? Like, well, sort of. But I think that some of these brands exist. Koenigsegg, um, Pagani. Pagani, Bugatti. I think they exist because people can't have access to the real special Ferraris. You know, so, so I think in general... I think, you you know, to get a laugher per to me, I mean, it was like 150 cars or however many there were. There wasn't many. I mean, how much more exclusive can you get than that? You know, I, I like, agree. No, no. I, you, and I've said that about <clears throat> Koenigsegg and Pagani before. 100%. I think a bigger part of their appeal or the new cult status they have, have, have had been created is because yeah. of that. Bugatti, I think, different. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a Bugatti over over a Koenigsegg or a Wyra, for sure, but hands down, 100%. And I think them three, they all compete with each other. As a brand, I don't think anyone competes with Ferrari at all. They can try. Sure, no, but, no, but I, I, I think Ferrari are on their own. And, and like, <clears throat> with a laugh, it's a laugh, that's it. Mm. There's no other, there's no other configurations of it. With a, with a Chiron. It's the only car they make though, mate. Yeah, no, no, it's no. The only car they make. Yeah, 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 but it's the Volkswagen Group. So, you know, how many cars can Bugatti make? I mean, you know, if they start making SUVs, they're going to ruin their brand. So, you know, it is special because they just make a Chiron mm -hmm. and they just mm -hmm. made a Veyron before. So, it is really exclusive and special. And I and I get it. And I'd love to own one. But if someone said to me, "There's a laugh there." at two million quid and there's a shear on there at two million quid, which one do you want? I'd have the laugh. I, I genuinely would have the laugh, and especially not, if it's a perter as well. I understand that because also <laughs> traditionally, at least until we saw that um, Harry's Garage video with the, which one did he drive? The Grand Sport? The Pure Sport? Anyway. Well, there's so many of them. Yeah, there's of course, there's, there's many iterations. Yeah. Uh, they're not traditionally driver's cars in the sense of dynamic. They're not there to attack a track. They're mm. not necessarily there. To, they're, they're grand tourers. They're cars that you can theoretically live with. They are just, you know, machine engineered to perfection. You know, engineered to a, a level which, and that was Bugatti's identity. Like a Bentley, mate. 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah. to another level. You know, Bugatti yeah, yeah, yeah. always went out to be the best of the best. Correct. To create the absolute ultimate, the epitome of automotive perfection. And that was from back in the early 1900s. Uh, even the EB110 was trying to re- recreate that. And then with the Veyron and the Chiron. Yeah. Um, the Concorde of the airline. Exactly. Yeah. One million percent. They are yeah. the Concorde. So, yeah. Yes, if you are a Ferrari fan, as we are, if you want to attack a track, a canyon, if you want everything, Laugh and Laugh Aperta are there. But I just think the Chiron says something different about who you are. That That's why I like it, because I disagree that you're buying it because you can't get a Laugh. I think you're making the choice to not have a Ferrari. Or you have got the Ferrari. Or maybe, I mean, and you pro- want pro- the Chiron prob- as well. Probably yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's a, it's an act, that's who I want to be. That's the life I want to have. That's how I represent myself is not by having the dynamic, crazy, hardcore, loud, shouty Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever. It's the, it's the Bugatti. Yeah. And I'll tell you another reason why I have the Ferrari as well. When you go back a generation... And I actually went on a road trip with both these cars at the same time because both my pals, one of them had an Enzo and one of them had a Veyron mm-hmm. at the same time and they bring them on a trip. And I would have had the Enzo over the Veyron. And the Veyron was, I, I could not believe at the time I had my Puff. Okay. Which you'd say is a Hurricane f- fast supercar, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, especially at the time. It was the car to have. And I could not believe, I mean, the Veyron being 10 or 15 years old, by the way, I could not believe how fast it drove off. Yeah. You know, like, it is honestly like, it, it was like I was in a Ford Fiesta. It's a freight train. It Honestly, mate, it just sodded off. And like, not even, it's not an exaggeration, it just drove off. The guy was probably eating a sandwich and sending some emails at the time. He he was cruising. Yeah, he wouldn't even he have said, known. No, no, no. Yeah. He was cruising. But like he said, like, you can't hear nothing. Um, there's no real feeling. Whereas in an Enzo or a laugh, the only time you, you think it's an absolute masterpiece, one of them Chirons or a Veyron, is when you're doing 200 mile an hour mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you sit at a Two hundred mile an hour, and you could whisper to your passenger, "You can't do that in a laugh." I mean, you're doing well to do two hundred mile an hour in a laugh because you'd be scared. You know what I mean? So, from that point of view, I completely understand. But I'm not sure you're going to quite get that feeling that you'd get from a Ferrari. We both know that there's a warm sense and feeling driving a Ferrari at twenty mile an hour. Doesn't matter what Ferrari mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. When you see that prancing horse staring at you it's on the just, steering wheel, you just wheel, sit it's... in the car and you just drive down the road. You've not got to go fast. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else like it, mm-hmm. and we know, and, and we know that. So, um, a lot of these, a lot of these cars, and 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 again, we've said it before, especially with modern stuff. I don't know. I really like modern stuff, but a Veyron is so perfect and so good that maybe for that reason. It's not so good. I, I see what you're saying. I think where I would argue is that the uh, the true test of any exclusive <laughs> hypercar, Casino Square in Monaco. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, getting into or out of or parking up your Chiron in that kind of environment, let alone outside Sainsbury's in Hounslow, mm. 
it it is an incredible feeling. Mm, the the fair. newest of the new. The, I say the money, the wealth, the what it suggests about you as an individual. Like it, it is a showpiece, and yeah. people see the Bugatti name and they go, "Oh my god, that person is insanely rich." Yeah, Ferrari is Ferrari. You're right. There's no you can't fight that brand. It's a Nike. It's a Coca Cola. It's yeah, one of the yeah, most yeah. famous brands in yeah. the world. But Bugatti just says money. Mm. I think people don't necessarily know or care about the car. It just screams wealth. And you know what else does that? At a budget. The Aventador. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you, Status, I would say. Yeah, if you get out of Aventador anywhere in the world, you pull up somewhere. Three hookers come running. No, no, no. no. Mate, you, ca- you cannot get away from the attention yeah. that you get from an Aventador. I mean, I can't think, unless you go like real special, at that supercar level, if you want attention, even like to Senna and stuff, that money, I think like if you're in a a, 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 a Roadster SVJ, I don't think there's many cars that get the attention that that car, it is like an iconic, it's a pile of shit. Mate, in in 20 years time or 30 years time, yeah. Aventadors, bog standard Gen 1 Aventadors will be 800, 900 grand. Mark my word right now. Really? Yeah, because no, that, sure dude, that car, well, let's see what the world's going to be like in 20 or 30 years. <laughs> we might all be underwater. <laughs> um, <laughs> we won't be able to fuel it. Exactly. We won't be able to drive it because no. it's so weird. Uh, submerged. Um, that car is so, such a poster car for yeah. our generation, not even as a car guy. Mm. You're, you're not even a petrol head. No. You're not a lady who loves cars. You just are aware of being alive. Yeah. You want an Aventador. Yeah. Because popular culture has made that the status symbol, the car to have. Yeah. For 15 years. No, when did it come out? 20, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 15 years? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, 2009, so nearly. Nearly. So- when people who are my age or even 10 years younger start to make their money at 50 years old, they're still going to want event stores. Mm, 2011, actually. 2011. But okay, yeah, whatever. Years, it's yeah. 10 years old. 10 years old. Yeah. 11 years old, whatever. So, so you know, and you have to, that, that is how cars inherently gain value. If you yeah. Look at it. And so because of its position in popular culture and because of the sort of, as you say, the attention it gets, this. The Countach hasn't really done it. The Diablo hasn't really done it. But the Aventador, I think, is another level yeah. of popularity. Yeah. But what I'm, try- what I'm trying to say is, is that, yes, you get that. You do get that from a Chiron, but you can equally... The, the Aventador is a really good example of just wealth. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and because the general person in the street, like you said, they don't have to like cars... Wherever we go, and my mates in his SVJ or an Aventador, and there's always six or seven of us in all modern supercars, they always gravitate to the Aventador. Yeah. They don't look at anything else, and it's it's horrible. Mate, you know what I mean? It was the same with my Alfa Romeo 4C. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why did they look at it? Because it was on fire most of the time. <laughs> it was never on fire. It had a no, van in the side of it. Jokes aside, <laughs> I said that because I thought it was going to get a reaction out of you, but. It, it would actually genuinely happen. You know, even when we were in supercar convoys, you know, when I did that trip with Shmi and that lot, people couldn't believe how much attention that car got. Mm. Again, at the time it was brand new and people yeah. didn't really see it. But it's, it's an eye catcher. It, it is one of those cars that gets a lot of attention. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Eventor gets it. And I see what you're trying to say is that, you know, if that's all that Bugatti's giving you, 
it's nothing compared to what a laugh can give you, sure. Yeah. But for me, I, I've always loved a show and the Super Sport is at the moment their fastest iteration, I think. It's not the 300 special edition that, that I'm driving. It's just their standard Super Sport, theoretically. Mm. Uh, but I can't wait. I, I literally can't wait. It's not very often you get the chance to drive a Chiron. No way. Last year I've won in 2019. So yeah, it will be a fantastic moment and I yeah. cannot wait for that trip. Um, so I'm headed to the airport straight after this, which will be exciting. It's actually leading up to a month or two of, of mega trips on the main channel. So yeah, off to do that. There's a very special or very cool video going live after that, which I actually filmed a few weeks ago, which I cannot say a word about. I think I already mentioned, didn't I tease that I did something which I can't talk about because I'm going to get sued if I do. Tease to me. Or oh, maybe I did it on the After the Checkered Flag podcast. Anyway, that video is coming soon. Stay tuned. Oh. It's in the desert. That's what I'm going to say. Ooh. Oh, um, I knew yeah, you, you went. Know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, then off to Tenerife in the 360. Then I'm off to Canada. Got some cool stuff lined up. Then I come back and it's Mila Melia. Oh my God. And then it's the British Grand Prix. It's Goodwood Festival of Speed. Then it's our live shows. You going to Monaco? Uh, I, no, I don't think I am. Oh, right. I don't think I am. Um, that's soon, isn't it? That's very soon. That's mm. actually uh, it's, it's coming up. Cut the race is time. End of May. End of May. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then end of July, I'm just putting plans in place for a big Euro trip in the new car. All right. Yeah. I might come and join you. You will. I will, yeah. <laughs> um, now, very quickly, before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to catch up with our patrons. We love our patrons. Support this podcast every single month. They're absolute legends for doing so. Uh, and they've been suggesting a few topics, a few things that they wanted us to discuss. So I thought we would just skim through um, mm. and see, uh, see what might be uh, coming through. Uh, Max Millam said, you know, this might be more of a full episode, but I'd love you to revisit your dream garages, especially with the amount of cars that have come out since we last did this. Probably is a future episode that we need to do because we did it a few years ago now. But what I'll do is I'll ask you the one car. If if you had limitless money right now, what would you be going with? What would you go out and buy tomorrow? Laugh. That would be your go-to. I think so, yeah. Car. I mean, Enzo would be right up there as well. But if, if it's something to just look at, Enzo, yeah. if it's something to buy to drive, it'd be a laugh. Okay. A Pertha. Laugh a Perton. Yeah, oh yeah. Red? Who cares? <laughs> I might have a black one, actually. I'm going to suit you, actually. I'm a bit fed up with red Ferraris. All right. Shall I, I mean, I've had quite a few. Yeah, they're quite <laughs> nice, though, with the tan interior, aren't they? Or <laughs> the repainted ones. <laughs> <laughs> I would have a the GTO Engineering 250 short wheelbase. Revival. Another Ferrari. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you, Bugatti's not on your list after you spent 10 minutes defending them. We've both gone No, Ferrari. no, I just said why I like a Chiron, but I didn't... Oh, don't... Move on. Uh, <laughs> Kieran, biggest successes and failures as a YouTube. Well, that's definitely more of a YouTuber. So that's more of a me question than a you question. Business success, driving a Formula One car. A restricted one. Failure. 30%. When did you drive a Formula One car, mate? I don't care. I want the full fat one or not at all. I did drive a full fat one. It was restricted. <laughs> I'm not getting to this. Uh, <laughs> failures, having Tony as a co-host of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and the smoothie challenge with Seb Delaney. Only OG subscribers will remember well, that. There's only two or three. There must be more than that, mate. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm, we're rattling these three. That's oh, a whole okay, episode, fine. isn't it? Fine. And we bore the hell yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. Um, Audi RS6 is another. <coughs> uh, Ollie <laughs> Maslin. Hi, Sam and Tony. What about resto mods? Ones you like, what you think about them. Best road trip. Okay, Ollie, you've submitted about 13 questions. Resto mods. No. Yeah, have you not come around to them at all? No. Really? Why not? not? One. Because I don't like them. But it's a taking an old car. And then making it reliable and modern. What about a singer? No. 
Really? I mean, no, again, I appreciate a singer. What's but wrong with a singer? There's nothing wrong with it, mate. If that's what you want to buy, no problem. I don't want one. But not interested. But it's basically brand new. It's not going to break. You're going to be able to absolutely attack the road. Yeah. It's cool. It's like... Yeah, and it's 600 grand or 700 grand. Sure, okay, that's a joke, but... It's a joke. No, thank you. That, just for the... If it was 150 grand. But it's not 150 grand. If it grand, was. But it can't if be... If it was. It ca- no, it cannot be... You can't... You can't put money in, then take it out again, because that's... Restro mod cars are very expensive because it's not mass-produced. Because of they've got to get their money back. Well, because they all go too far. You can do a resto, to, you can do a resto mod without can. doing 400 grand per car. Well, you've tried it on your car. How are you getting on? Which one? Your 360. That's not a resto mod, man. Well, you've basically rebuilt it. No, I haven't. Really? Oh, you're so... I can't bear this argumentative side of you. I'm not, I'm, I haven't got time. I've got to get to the airport. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to go to Canada or wherever he's going. Edward, Edward Tange. How would you change the way EVs drive? Don't say put an engine in there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I can see your brain ticking. Put an engine and a gearbox in. Perfect. Gearbox. That's what I would do. I would synthesize gear changes. Would you? Yep. I think that would help. I think it would make it feel more dynamic. I think you would feel like you're progressing more. <laughs> Even though in gearboxed cars, they're engineering out the feel of changing gear. If you yeah, think about a Turbo yeah. S, you don't, you don't notice yeah, yeah. The gears are changing. Yeah, it's seamless. But that's what I would do. Mm. What would you do? Put an engine and gearbox in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mo Bella, you're asking for this. Tony, thoughts on the Caterham 7? No, thank you. For p- being polite. Is that a crash? Well, I mean, people race them. People I, do race them. I mean, that is death. I love them, actually. No, I, I do love them, but I'd never own one. No, I do love no, them. no. I mean, I, I've seen many of them batting around on track days and gone past them all and think, flipping hell, you are brave in that car. You know, you roll it, you go in the cat litter and you roll it and you come out and you've got an air ambulance, you're in trouble. <laughs> and mate, honestly, it's like motorbikers like, or, you know. Similar, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, you've got a little bit of tin round you, but in general, you're going to fall out. One, oh, thank you. There's two times I've wanted a caterer. One was when they let me that 620R thing and it was just hilariously stupid. That felt like a super bike with four wheels. Yeah. But the only other time is years ago, I was driving through Putney and David Gandhi <laughs> came flying up the high street the other way, like an all black caterham i don't know what it would have been like a like something fully something with his glasses on looking all modelly and i was like ah sick yeah that's sick yeah oliver maycock we're gonna end with your question simple question he says what car do you hate the most and why what car do i hate the most Mm. flipping hell Mm, that's a big one Mm. what car do you hate I'm struggling a little bit there too. I'm going to keep... Oh, I'll tell you what's right up there. Go on. Uh, DB7. DB7? That is a full-on, especially the one with the Jag engine, that is a full-on <laughs> pile of poo. I think they're like 10 grand now. Aren't they? Mate, honestly, <laughs> that is... Uh, that is... Disaster. Disaster. I mean, there are... There's loads, mate. Yeah. But I... I hate that car. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know if there are many cars that I like hate. Like I, oh, I hate it. Yeah, it's quite a hard. There must be. You've got to say one, man. I, I know, mean, no, I know. Mean, I'm, I'm racking my. But I like cars. Is the problem? Like I really like cars. So do I. But no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you pretend to for your business. Um, hold on. Oh come on, help me out. What if I come back and said to you, oh, "It's a load of crap." There must be some things that I've said to you. LP six forty. 
Yeah, no, but uh, no, I said because I enjoyed that manual <laughs> a bit. There's been cars that I haven't liked. Yeah, most uh, of them you've owned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually cannot think of a car that I hate. I've been through. I I still hate. This is, I'll come out and say it. I still hate the old M4. Okay, still hate that. The uh, yeah, the the outgoing one. As in, you know, 2016 car. Yeah, 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 yeah. the one that on YouTube I continuously declared I hate today. I still hate it yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, anyway, so we'll leave it on that. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed it. It's a nice casual catch up. Yeah. Chatting cars and talking about how car life is pretty good in the UK. Get an the hour. It was just about. Good. We're getting there. Um, so yeah, I hope you're all out there as well enjoying car life. I hope you've been attending some cool events, enjoying the weather. Uh, long may it continue here in the UK, but wherever you are in the world, fingers crossed, stuff is starting to happening, happening in the automotive world. May stuff does start to We said anything up. controversial today. I'm sure we did, but you know, I've, I've forgotten now. What's a shame. What do you mean it's a shame? No, you, we have, don't worry. Oh, good. <laughs> it's not that, It's not our weekly task to say something controversial. Well, it's mine. Sometimes you can just say stuff that's nice. <laughs> You're so, always trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> trying to get me sued. Um, anyway, yeah, one more reminder. A few, a handful of tickets rema- remaining for our Behind the Glass Live podcast events. Head over to seenthroughglass.online. Go to the events section. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching us. Hit the uh, notification bell so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Grumwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms and we'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market